What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Hangtime Headlines. I am your host, Damien, running a little solo dolo podcast here today with some good, good stuff to talk about, some LMB talk, some NFL talk, some NBA talk. So with that being said, let's go. Got a lot of good stuff to talk about today, but let's just open the show with the breaking news today. On his 29th birthday, Odell Beckham Jr. has been released from the Cleveland Browns, and he will hit the waiver wire this afternoon with a list of teams who could be interested including the New England Patriots, Green Bay Packers, Oakland Raiders, San Francisco 49ers, New Orleans Saints, and the list goes on. Now, it's interesting. I don't really know if all those teams are good fits for him or if he, or if those are just the big-name teams everyone wants to see him go to. Odell has to make the decision. Does he want to get targets or does he want to get a ring? Because if he wants to get targets, then... You can sign for literally any team. You can sign for the Detroit Lions, who are number one on the waiver wire, and go there and get all your targets from Jared Goff because they have literally nobody else. Or or you can go to a team that's competing. You can go to the LA Rams. You can go to the Packers. You can go to literally anybody else and try to compete, but your targets aren't going to be the same. He got his targets. He got his numbers in New York, but he never really won. They had the famous... Uh, boat pick with all the boys there and they lost that game famously in the first round of the playoffs and the Giants have pretty much been cursed since then and he never really won there and he's kind of fizzled away since so what does he want to be does Odell want to win does he want to win a Super Bowl or does he want to get his numbers up does he want to get his numbers up with some of the greatest players in the history of the game and become one of the best receivers in the game who's never won because that's another conversation you can have there's a lot of wide receivers who have had incredible careers who have never won Calvin Johnson never won. Randy Moss never won. Terrell Owens never won. But there's other receivers who have had, you know, less notable careers who have won. Reggie Wayne won. Heinz Ward won. Donald Driver won. Those guys aren't the biggest names. Three of the top five receiving yard leaders of all time never won. Larry Fitzgerald, T.O., and Randy Moss. Jerry Rice is obviously the GOAT GOAT. He's up there. But if you want numbers, it doesn't always connote winning. So... What do you want, Odell? Do you want to win or do you want numbers? And I think that will be the biggest decision for him now that he's a free agent, now that he can choose where he wants to go. He's never had this opportunity in his career, so I think that will be the biggest deal for him in this whole saga, I guess you can call it. And, you know, we'll just have to wait and see where he goes. It will be very, very exciting to see where he signs because he he will have an impact immediately. You know, his stats over the last couple of years haven't been great in Cleveland, obviously. There's been some injuries. There's been, obviously, some problems with the quarterback. But if he ends up in the right situation, I think if he ends up in the right situation, he could have a breakout second half of this season and help a team go on a playoff run and maybe even win a Super Bowl. Moving on to some other NFL news. Aaron Rodgers tested positive for COVID-19 earlier this week, causing a big stir in the NFL world. Whether or not with his vaccination status... He has come out now and said that he is indeed unvaccinated, which at the end of the day is his choice, his freedom, whatever it may be. And today on the Pat McAfee show, he did go into greater depth of as to why he is not vaccinated. And actually makes a lot of sense. If you listen to the episode, you listen to some of the clips, he says he has an allergy to some of the ingredients in the Pfizer and Moderna shots. Those shots say on the CDC website that 
if you have allergies to these ingredients, do not take the shot. So he didn't take the shot. So then that left him with the Johnson and Johnson shot, which eventually got pulled, which he said, you know, he w- didn't want to take because he heard he heard a which he said he didn't want to take because he had heard of adverse reactions in other people that he knew with the J&J shot and that, you know, eventually with it getting pulled, it was ultimately the right decision because of the blood clotting and, and so on with that shot. So if you really think about it, I, I you know, I don't disagree with Rogers. And also he said he told the media that, yes, I am vaccinated because of the stir that it was causing with Kyrie Irving and all the other guys in the NBA, essentially, like, that's probably a very smart decision from Rogers. He probably made the right choice in telling the media, yes, I am vaccinated. But in reality, as he says in the interview, he told the NFL of his situation. He told the NFL of how he was handling himself and that he was unvaccinated. The NFL was aware of that. So ultimately, he really didn't do anything wrong. I know there's a lot of jokes in the media right now. Oh, he's unvaccinated. He's vaccinated. Oh, what is he saying? Like, can we believe him? Can we not? But at the end of the day, it's none of our business whether he got the shot or not. At the end of the day, he's healthy. He's doing fine. He's not going to die of COVID-19. And he's doing everything that he has to do to keep his teammates, his family, and everybody around him safe. So at the end of the day, it's not that big of a deal. I think that it's getting blown out of proportion. It's getting compared to Kyrie, which Rodgers might have thrown a little jab at Irving in the interview. He said, I'm not an anti-vaxxer flat earther. And that's a quote. You can look at the clip on uh, YouTube. He does say that, which, you know, depending on how you think about it, it could be a reference to Kyrie Irving. Um, But I would say, I would caution people on on taking shots at Rodgers for this because at the end of the day, he seems like he, he vetted all of his options. He understood what he was doing. And, you know, he just unfortunately tested positive for COVID-19 because, you know, he's more likely to test positive if he doesn't have the vaccine, which he chose not to get, which is his choice. And the NFL was aware of that. Ultimately, we in the public thought he was vaccinated. But in reality, that's not really any of our business. And it's not that big of a deal. Speaking of Kyrie Irving and other NBA players holding out, wow, what a transition from the boy there. Oh my goodness, I'm starting to get good at this. Kyrie Irving still out with the Brooklyn Nets. He's not playing, but let's go to another guy, Ben Simmons. He's still refusing to play for the Philadelphia 76ers, and he's getting fined $360,000 a game. $360,000 for every game that he misses for the Philadelphia 76ers. Now, someone told me that all I had to do was show up and play basketball at the level I had been, which in the past, in the, in the recent past, has not been very good, and show up and play that, that level of basketball and get paid $360,000, I'm there. I'm there. I don't care if I don't want to be there. I don't care if I hate everyone I work with. I don't care if I hate everyone who comes to see me play. I am there every single night. Ben Simmons is out of his mind right now. He's getting fined his salary every single game he misses. That is absolutely egregious. You either got to show up and play, Ben, or you got you to gotta do something to get yourself out of town because there's no way there's no way that you can just be at home okay with missing $360,000 a night because I know that doesn't sit well with me. That would not sit well with me. But I mean, you know, here I am sitting in my college apartment. Here I am sitting in my college apartment, you know, not even making anything close to that. So I guess I really can't really speak. But that being said, Ben, please show up to work. Get that paycheck. And if you don't, hey, man, like, 
I got Cash App, I got Venmo, just slide it my way. You know, I could probably use it for something, you know, maybe buy a car, you know, go out to Chipotle or something, maybe go to Moe's, who knows. But Ben Simmons needs to show up to work because he is losing out on a lot, a lot of money if he doesn't. In other NBA news, the the Golden State Warriors are buzzing right now. They don't even have Klay Thompson. They're 6-1. Jordan Poole is balling. He had a 30-point game the other night. Steph Curry is back playing well. Draymond Green is back playing well. Andrew Wiggins is playing solid basketball. And once Klay Thompson's back, this team is going to be on another level. In a final bit of an NBA roundup, the Chicago Bulls are the real deal. DeMar and Zach Levine averaging over 25 points a game. Lonzo Vucevic and, Caru- and the Caruso are balling. Everything in Chicago just seems to be going right. They're about 6-2 and two right now. I think they will continue at this pace all season. They're balling. I think every move they've made in the last year or so has worked out. I said it before the season, this is a team to worry about, and they are proving me right right now. For our last topic today... For my last topic today, I'm going to hit on the Atlanta Braves and the curse of Atlanta. The curse that isn't really a thing. It, it It's not really a curse. When I think of a curse, I think of a, something that's lasting for years upon years, decades, and generations. That's what a curse is. I love curses. I love droughts. I love all of that when it comes to sports. But Atlanta was never cursed. The Braves won the World Series in 1995. Since then, from 1996 to 2020, the Atlanta Braves organization has won the most games out of any team in the National League in that time. Sure, they haven't won the World Series. Sure, they've blown some horrible leads, you know, in in divisional races and stuff like that, wild card races. But that's not really cursed. There's teams that haven't won World Series for much longer periods of time. There's teams that haven't won championships for much longer periods of time. There's some teams who have never won. And Atlanta won in 1995. That being said, let's go to some of the other Atlanta sports teams. Starting with the shortest-lived Atlanta sports team, the Atlanta Thrashers. 11 years, one playoff appearance. But they were just an expansion team that never really got their feet under them. They were never cursed. They were just unlucky. They couldn't really figure it out. Their star player, Ilya Kovachuk, left after a while. And those type of things happen when you can't figure things out and they just couldn't figure things out if you're gonna say that that team was part of a curse because they didn't win a title in 11 years you were just you were just out of your mind because 11 years is nowhere near nowhere near a long enough time to say oh we haven't won a title yet this is a failure this is a curse we must be cursed this you know we're so terribly terribly unlucky no you, you just had a bad stretch and you just could never really figure it out Another team in Atlanta, the Atlanta Hawks. The Atlanta Hawks have had so many good teams recently, but they've also had so many bad teams. But when you really think about it, have any of those teams really ever been championship contender teams? No, not really. They've never really had that guy, that star. The biggest star in Atlanta Hawks franchise history as of late has probably been, I don't know, Joe Johnson, Al Horford maybe. I mean, now it's Trey Young, obviously, but in those runs that they had in the early 2010s and late 2000s, those teams were Al Horford, Joe Johnson, Josh Smith, Marvin Williams, those guys. They were collective units. They weren't one superstar or a big three or a dynamic duo that was supposed to win a world, that was supposed to win an NBA championship at some point. 
they were just very good teams that were honestly never going to get over that hump without a big, big superstar. So that's not a curse. You know, you think of teams that were cursed. The Red Sox had Bill Buckner and the whole Mets World Series catastrophe. They've had some of the greatest players of all time. They had Ted Williams, never win a World Series. And they went 86 years without winning World Series. That's a curse, you know. 2003, they're on the precipice of a World Series. They lose to the Yankees on a walk-off home run. That's a curse. 1967, they have one of the best teams in baseball. They lose in the World Series. That's a curse. That's what you talk about, a curse. Atlanta was never cursed. They've just had some really, really good teams that honestly were never championship caliber teams. And now this is where we get to the team that the only team that possibly could be cursed in Atlanta, which is the Falcons. The Falcons. So if you look back in their history, 1999, they make the Super Bowl. They lose to the Broncos, which they were always going to lose. The Broncos were so good. And that year, to be fair, the Falcons probably shouldn't have even made the Super Bowl. They beat a 15-1 and Vikings team on a missed field goal at the death. So in reality, if you get that Vikings team in the Super Bowl, you had Randall Cunningham, you had Randy Moss, Chris Carter. That was a team that was supposed to go from the NFC. The Atlanta Falcons kind of snuck their way in. So I wouldn't really count that as a curse. I would count that you know more as a blessing as, oh, there's a Super Bowl appearance in our history that we didn't even really deserve. And then you go to the 28-3 debacle, the catastrophe, the lead that you blew against the Patriots. Now that, that right there could lead you to believe that Atlanta is cursed. But that is the only moment in Atlanta sports history where I would say they're cursed. That's the only moment. Because every other team has never really been there. They've never been that team that's like, oh, this is a guaranteed champion that didn't get it done. You know, this is a team that without a curse is going to win. And I just don't see that in any of the Atlanta sports teams history. Maybe, maybe someone has, you know, a rebuttal for me. I would love to hear that. But for me personally, I just don't see that. So, in my take, congratulations to the Braves on your World Series. Congratulations to Atlanta. But you were never cursed. You just were a part of a laughably, laughably unlucky run. And that is it from me here at Hang Time Headline. That's a wrap on another episode. Thank you guys for listening. Follow on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. Subscribe on YouTube subscribe on apple Podcasts and spotify leave a comment leave a review thank you again and as always peace falling crazy with the hang time